welcome to another exhilarating episode of the Ball and Foot Podcast. I'm Daniel, and I'm joined always, as always, always, whatever the saying is, I don't know. But, but, but Jason, I'm, Jason's here. Jason, say hello to these people. <laughs> hey, hey, hello. Um, I You can't say I'm joined always by Jason because I have missed a couple episodes. But if you do say I'm joined as always by Jason, I guess that works. Yeah, I mean, it was it, okay. Well, one episode doesn't really count because that was an emergency episode because our board just decided to fire two clubs. <laughs> um, that was it. That one, I do not count that one as you missing. So it feels like five seasons ago that happened. That's crazy. Yeah, it really does. It feels like years and years ago of my life. Like years of my life have passed yes. since that happened. But no, uh-uh, not even half a season has passed since then. <laughs> yeah, not all, it's barely half a season has passed. Yep. Oh man. Well, uh, yeah. So this is, I'm, I'm happy to be back because it yes. is weird. Like it's, you know, when life gets in the way and you don't get to record the day of the podcast or yes. the day of the, the match ending, you know, because we actually have lives and this, we don't get paid to do this. So you know, <laughs> people want to donate, we'll take your money. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll figure out how you can donate later. Yeah. But so it's good to finally be on here and be able to express our joy for winning this yeah. match on Sunday. What an hey, we won. I I mean I didn't think we would win ever again. So I am like pumped that it has happened uh, so shortly after uh, we made predictions. We like literally went down like an episode or two ago of like where we thought we could get an extra fifteen points. And now we only need uh, twelve more points through the through the second half of the season. So I mean, that's that's a more than one win. That's a win win win, as they say in certain shows that I won't say just in case. <laughs> just in case, if that show copyrights us, I don't know. That might be one of those things. Like, I might consider that a win just because I love that show so much. <laughs> <laughs> just just somebody important listen to the podcast yeah, exactly. and then. It was enough for them to copyright claim us. Yeah. Yep. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, yeah, I think we both predicted a draw in that match. I'm looking back at our predictions, yeah. and we both predicted a draw. So, hey, kudos to us for being wrong. Yeah, I love being wrong when it's at least us winning. That's right. You know, if, if I have to be wrong for the rest of the season and it makes us win, then I'm <laughs> fine with that. Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, there's not, like... I don't really know how much of it, you know, you want to get into about the match. Cause there really, not, we were talking about it before we got on here, not a lot happened in the match. It was outside of the goal. It was a yeah. pretty boring match, honestly. Yeah. I mean, we I, controlled it. it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we were just talking about how good the performances were by just about everyone. Apparently, mm-hmm. Chuck didn't have a great game, apparently, but it's always a good day when Havertz scores, when Ziyech is the one to give him the assist, when there's not a ton of mistakes at the back, and when Keppa actually makes a lot of really great saves instead of just watching it roll past him into the net. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think for the most part, uh, like, it was, I mean, it was a pretty good day. I think, um, I mean, a lot of our... I like every. I think everybody showed up. We did what we needed to do. We were fortunate not to go down several times during the game, but that's part of football sometimes. And uh, we were able to see it out, which is something that we haven't been able to do for most of the season. So it was nice to just see our side be pretty well organized for the most part, come out, employ tactics. <laughs> And do pretty well. Um, and so, for that, I think it was another win-win-win. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm looking back at our text messages now, and apparently, like, we we thought we sucked during this game. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are very harsh, though. Like, like because I I will I will say this for me personally. Like, if if I don't see some like good fundamentals then I get pretty pissed off. And for the most part, we don't have great fundamentals. Yeah, for sure. We don't. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, like, I think we had, I, I text you, we had nine corners and nothing to show for it in the first half. Yes. One shot on target out of six in the first half. Yeah. So, I mean, like, whatever. But Ziyech had a good game. He was yep. putting people in position to score. Um. So, yeah. I mean, our um, passing accuracy was 85%. Like, that's got to be better. Yeah. I, I was looking at it last year because we, we were – we were talking about fundamentals then too. It wouldn't have, not we? Um, I think just about every time we were like in the 90% for passing accuracy, we won the game. Mm-hmm. And when we were below that and we were in the eighties or below, um, we didn't, um, or, uh, it was the, the winning the game outside of 90% passing accuracy was an outlier and like losing a game outside of 90% passing accuracy was an outlier. So I think when we, when, if we can do this and be skillful on the ball, like if we if we can put in this kind of performance, even though it doesn't go very well uh, at times, but still like be skillful in how we're doing it, then I think our chances of winning go up. And that's when we usually get mad is like when we're losing the ball in the midfield, when we're kicking to nobody, when we run it out of bounds for no reason – when the passes are inaccurate or just too hard or whatever, there's not a good touch on them. That's when we hurt ourselves and um, we can't impose our will doing that. And you can't employ tactics when you're doing that. So mm-hmm. I think that's usually when I get the most mad is when you watch people not do the very basics that then lead us to losing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The basics are, the fundamentals, if you will, are what what's <laughs> yeah. important because it's it's frustrating sometimes with the bad passing and everything that that comes with this team. But and that's the thing; it's been that way for years now. It's not like this for is years. like like a Potter thing or a Tugel thing, or I mean, as a player thing, you know, yeah. or something. Apparently, I don't know. It's just been that way for it's been awful. Yeah. Um. So really, said sorry left. I mean, we haven't really been able to pass the ball very well. Since he True. Um, whatever. But yeah, I mean, Havertz scored, was it 64th minute, I believe, and then Ziyech with mm-hmm. the assist off of that. So, hey, got a goal. Havertz scored. Great. We saw out the game. We won. As, oh. as we should be doing. Yes. As we should be doing. As yeah. we should be doing. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, we're playing Crystal Palace. We shouldn't lose. Like, that should be three points. But it was to the point where we were in such a bad run of form. Both of us like, I don't really see us beating Crystal Palace because we're in yeah. such bad form right now. Yeah. So, you know, we won. I mean, that's... I don't know. Yeah. It's like you said, I... we text each other after the match. I know. I just went back and read it. And we're like, I don't... We don't know how to act. i mean yeah i just don't i mean going back through our uh predictions that we did a while back when we went through the rest of the season i I think we were both a little struggling to find the wins i um we were talking about this beforehand for some reason like i mean this was the best case scenario going into the pool game Mm -hmm. and and pool losing last week um, was uh really good. Well, although they or, they beat Wolves recently, so but they lost three zero on the weekend, right? But like, when was yeah? Sorry, go they ahead. did no, no. My I was gonna say oh, that was FA that, Cup. Is that a bad thing that they lost? Because that means they're going to be that much more pissed off and want to beat us now. Yeah. So yeah, true. I their run of form is pretty bad right now. Um, at least in the Premier League, I think. Uh, they lost to Brentford 3-1 January 2nd, drew with Wolves 2-2 January 7th, and then lost to Brighton 3-0 um, on the weekend. I was I had that same thought. I was like, okay, are we going to see a rejuvenated pool? I'm looking at their injury list. They mm-hmm. don't have many – or they don't have that – many less <laughs> this is a terrible sentence i don't know how to fix it uh <laughs> injuries than we do um van dyke is out Firmino yep. is out diaz out Simicats out elliot jota nunez and then arthur 
out. So anyway, they got some big, big names that are out for this. Um, we're we're looking at two depleted squads that yep. uh, that are both running on fumes. Um, we're pretty even right now. Um, I still have probably a pretty good feeling about this. Um, they did just get an FA Cup win uh, against the Wolves, so maybe that breaks their little like losing streak thing, even though that's in the FA Cup. So I'm kind of thinking, I don't know. We were talking about this beforehand. For some reason, there's a lot of hope for me right now. Mm-hmm. And this is probably the game of the season that I've had the most hope about. Or, like, like recently. Like, I've just started getting more and more hopeful leading up to this. And this is... I'm actually looking forward to watching us play. And I can't... I haven't said it... I haven't been able to say that all season. So, it's taken half away into this for me to even kind of, like, not be scared to watch a game. So... I'm I'm kind of excited, and with their injuries and with our injuries, although we have some guys coming back to training, even though it's been a little light, uh, we should have some people back uh, shortly. I think at least a couple, and then in the next few weeks, more. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm hoping that it only goes up from here. Like I really do think we've said it, <laughs> we've talked about this for a long time uh, throughout the entire season. Could this game be a real turning point for us, especially getting a bunch of people back, especially with the signings that we've had in January? We, how much? How much did we spend? We spent like another 150 million in January on players. No, that that's just what the fake news wants you to believe. We haven't spent that much. Jason. It's all. Fake though news. was like at least. 90 million of them. No, no. Mutrik was only 60. He's, he's 70. He was in the 60s. He was like okay. 66, but with the high, add-ons, high it could go up that high. Right. Under. So, it's this that Yeah, the last figure Jason. I saw was 70, 70 plus 30 million in add-ons. Yeah. I mean, that the 4 million is probably lost in translations between one of us was looking at it in pounds, the other one was looking at it in euros. Is probably yeah. or, or uh, dollars or something. That's where the four. Like I saw sixty six, you saw seventy. It's this. One of yeah, us yeah. saw it in one currency. The other one saw it in another currency. So, right, right, right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. So I started after we won on Sunday, getting really excited about the Liverpool match. Like your positive uh-huh. vibes were rubbing off on me. <laughs> And then this morning I woke up at some time during the middle of the night and was like, we're fixing to play Liverpool on Sunday. Shit, we're going to lose. <laughs> I just woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, we're going to lose to Liverpool on Sunday. I don't know why. I was getting really excited. Like, this is the turning point in our season. And I really hope it is. I hope we beat Pool. Like you said, they're riddled with injuries just like yeah. we are. It's yeah. two teams that are in terrible form. That have a ton of injuries. The only yeah. thing that separates us is they have a coach that won has won the Champions League. We have a coach that doesn't even have a winning record overall in his lifetime coaching career. We have a coach that won the Brighton Manager of the Year. <laughs> Award. <laughs> he was that's the the only way he's gonna win that is he's the only He's the only one eligible. eligible. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I don't. Uh, so I mean, when I look at it, it's like okay, everything lines up. And coaching Klopp's gonna put right. a coaching clinic. I don't know what is it. It's at Liverpool too, isn't it? It's at Anfield. Yeah, right? yeah. It's okay, there. yeah. It's we're gonna we're gonna lose. I, I, yeah. I'm, I was trying to be positive until I woke up uh-huh. last night in the middle of the night with bad vibes about this match, and I think it. I think it's gonna be a shellacking. I think they're going to shellack us. Wow. I don't even think it's going to be a close match. I think this could be like three or four nil Liverpool. Yeah. Maybe we score one. Just so here, here's like, I, I genuinely think this game could go either way. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I think either way will be a shellacking. Oh. So if we, I think if we win, we're going to win pretty big. And if pool wins, they're going to win pretty big. And, and then the other team is going to, like have a pretty good wave to ride. Mm-hmm. So 
I think, speaking of writing, I think a lot is writing on this game. Um, just in terms of if we, coming off the Palace win, if we can keep that going and beat Poole at Anfield, there's no better time in the season to take it to them. Um, there's no, uh, like, this is the most, this is the closest we'll be to beating Pool, I think. Um, like, in recent memory. Although, I, I don't know, I don't know what our record is against them. Well, we, did we, never, like, we did not lose to Pool in regulation last true, year. True. We only lost on PKs twice. Yeah. So. Yeah. But we haven't beat them in right. a year. True. Like, out of, out of four times. So... We should have played them earlier, but um, circumstances beyond anyone's control uh, have postponed the game. But maybe it'll work out. But I, I am with you. I think it's going to be a shellacking. I think it could go either way. I'm going to be hopeful that it's going to go our way. Yeah, and I, I honestly hope you're right because I think you you're, you're correct in that this if Chelsea can pull this off it is a chance to be a turning point in our season. Like, yeah. we don't have another match after pool for two weeks. We don't play again to February 3rd. Yeah. Then we play eight days after that, we play West Ham. So, in the span of the next, so what is that, uh, 21 days, 22 days, mm-hmm. 23, whatever that is, we have three Premier League matches, which is huge because we're finally getting a rest, and we're going to get yes. to do what you were saying, bring have players start to come back and get minutes that are important to us. Shilwell and James both in training today. Mudrick by then will hopefully be able to start, because, I mean, I'd rather start him than Sterling at this point. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, might as well go and get that eight-and-a-half-year contract running. Let's go, guy. Let's come on. <laughs> so he'll, um, he'll get injured. <laughs> yeah, good God. Please no. Um, if that happens, I'm just going to cry and quit. <laughs> I would just cry. Um, you know, and then we'll have, uh, he'll be back. Uh, who else? Uh, Conte is going to be back at the end of February, I think. Who else do we have that's out injured right now? Chilwell, hey. Reese, Fofana. Fofana is the other one that's fixing yeah. to be back. Fofana should be back soon. So you have all these guys coming back from injury. So we have... Three Premier League matches in the next 20-something days. We have, what is it like? We have a Champions League game in there. There's a going. Champions League game, and then we have two more after that, or February 26th. So, like, in the month of February, we have four Premier League matches. That sounds awesome. That does. That is amazing. And so, hopefully, we can start building some momentum. Because I do think, like, we are right now... We are 10 points out of fourth place. Yeah. And I think at this point in time, if, if we can put together a good run here where we, we take, I mean, because our schedule is Fulham, West Ham, Southampton, Tottenham, and Poole. Those are our next five matches. And then after that, it's Leeds and Leicester. We have every team yeah. left to play in the Premier League. If we take, if we beat every team that's in front of us, we can easily climb up to fifth. Easily. No problem being yeah. fifth. We just need the Newcastle United, which I don't see. I think our best hope is for Newcastle to start dropping points at yeah, some yeah, point in time. So, yeah. if that happens, I'm cautiously optimistic that we can at least make a run. You know, if we can string together some wins with these players coming back. I don't know. I, I think it's possible. Yeah. I have, I'm with you. I have more hope now than I did a month ago, you know, at the beginning of January, you know, yeah, that we can actually maybe put a run together with our players coming back. Competition is not as good. This, like we should be able to do that. So, I mean, it's kind of funny how we were like literally talking about being relegated <laughs> the other, I think, I think we were, um, I think we were pretty down that episode. Um, yeah. And uh, maybe we're a little blinded uh, to some of the things, but I mean, it is it is it is amazing. I think Liverpool losing the way they did on the weekend helps. I think us showing that we can come out and like see a game out 
finally helps. Um, if we if we beat Pool, I, I still I I'm gonna have trouble seeing us making up a ten point gap at this stage. If we go through all the teams that you just mentioned and we put together some great performances, mm-hmm. that this is to your point, this is like a great time to put this run together. If if we are able to put a run together through February into March, I I will start to feel pretty good. Like if we make it through the Everton match on Saturday, March the eighteenth, and we we have shown some consistency in performances, and and we have a good match against Dortmund uh, mid February for the Champions League, I will start to feel a little bit better about the season. I feel I'm taking it one game at a time in my head. I feel pretty dang good about the pool game. I don't know why. I just have felt like this is our time to shine against pool. Uh, I've said it a couple times before on some previous episodes. I have no idea why. I'm like, man, I just remember like looking forward to like every Chelsea game, like every game I was gearing up for it. And I just have not felt like that in a long time. I have felt a lot of trepidation. And for some reason, I am pumped to get up at 6.30 a.m. on Saturday and watch this match. I'm probably going to get me some Cheez-Its. I had to stop buying Cheez-Its during the games because I just stress ate entire family-sized boxes of them. And I was like, Chelsea's going to make me fat this season. I, I can't I can't even eat stuff during the game anymore. But I'm probably gonna get. I'm gonna go ahead and gear up some celebratory food for Saturday, and Hell I have, man. I have, I'm, I'm allowing myself to get extremely high hopes for this game, and I don't know why. And I already, I already have my rule that when we lose, I only can allow myself ten seconds of just pure despair, and then I have to like get on with my life and go pay bills, and um, and That's I so I'll. Yeah, that is the worst. But I'll still have like that mindset, like, okay, if we lose, we lose. But if we win, I am ready for us to win this game. So but I'm with you. I think we get through we get through these next several teams and we put a, a run together and we we get closer to fourth than we are right now. And if Newcastle can drop, I mean a lot of things have to go right for this to happen. But I'm willing to let myself believe it a bit more than we were allowing ourselves to believe it last episode, but a lot still has to happen, but I'm taking it one game at a time. I'm pumped about this Liverpool game. Yeah. I'm, I'm not as pumped for the Liverpool game. I'm, I'm sort of excited to get past the Liverpool game. Just so in case, <laughs> we, in case we get our brains beat out, I'm okay with that. And, you know, just, and I'm also not looking forward because you know this, Jason, I don't like 6.30 games. They're the bane of yeah. my existence. And the fact that two of the next three matches that we have are at 6.30 in the morning really piss me off. <laughs> Screw you, Premier League, for making us play Liverpool at 6.30 in the morning and West Ham at 6.30 in the morning. I'm not, not a fan of those games. I did um, threaten to come to your house and... Uh... <laughs> Uh, or you said you would have to stay up the whole night, so we were yeah, talking about having a sleepover. <laughs> yeah, I'm just staying up all night and playing FIFA. Like bumps going to bed. <laughs> like I will go to bed after the match is over. With well, yeah, actually, yeah. then we'll probably want to record a podcast. I'll record a podcast half asleep and then go take a nap. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, look, let's just make it through Liverpool. What happens against sure. pool happens against pool is sort of the way I feel at this point in time. Um. I hope we win. I do. I think we have a chance of winning. Yes, but I still am not ready to fully just get past Liverpool. Then I think those next four games are so important because two of them are against teams that are fighting for relegation at West Ham yeah. and Southampton. And my biggest fear is that West Ham is going to fire Moyes before we get there, and then they're going to have a new coach, and they're going to let the new coach bump and probably beat us. That's my biggest yeah. fear about West Ham at the moment. <laughs> It's yeah, not their yeah. players or their team or their form. It's they're going to get the new coach bump. Oh, um, man. So, I mean, I don't know. And then we, I mean, if we can put together, you know, two, three wins in a row or, you know, two, three good results in a row where we don't, you know, whatever. And then we can go into Tottenham on February 26th and we can 
take points off them. Let's be fair. Mm-hmm. Granted, it was a different manager. We should have beat them if officials knew how to yes. rest. When You know, because apparently it's legal to pull people down by their hair nowadays. Yeah. Whatever. Totally legal. Especially yeah, totally if the legal. guy, I mean, the guy had long hair. He's just asking for it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, and then we can get to Leeds. And they're not in good form right now. Again, my biggest concern about Leeds right now is new manager bump new if manager Marsh bump. gets fired. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Lester, that's probably my biggest concern about Lester right now. Are they going to fire Brendan Rodgers? And have yeah, new, for real. New manager? Like, all these things, you know, and so, because every team seems to fire their manager right before they play Chelsea and we just get screwed. Um, yeah. yeah. But anyway, I, I'm... I will say this. I have officially moved from being more of a, I guess, a pessimist, like glass half full mm-hmm. type guy, to being like, okay, I'm cautiously optimistic that we can. I'm not really worried about getting relegated anymore. Since we did that little exercise last time, and I really, we really sort of sat down and was like, okay, yeah, I'm yeah. not really worried about getting relegated at this point in time. I think we're going to be fine this season. Mm-hmm. And I don't care at this point in time if we even make European football. It doesn't bother me if we don't. So it's like if we make it, I'll be yeah. super happy. But if we don't make it, oh, that was a realistic finish for Chelsea this year. We probably, you know, we're rebuilding. We're right. going to make Europe anyway. No big deal. We got some players coming in this summer. We got Mudrick over here. You know, whatever. So let us get healthy again. We'll be back next year to compete. So yeah. I mean, that's sort of the the. the I've decided to sort of stop being negative this year is what I'm trying to say, Jason. Yeah. We, yeah. Halfway point's a good time to stop. Yeah. Uh, stop being negative. Start being positive. Yeah. There we go. I mean, I, I might still have some things to say about Potter every now and then or, you know, Todd Bowley, you know? Yeah. So, but, you know, you know, I'm going to try and be more positive the second half of the season. I love it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it does, it just does seem for some reason. It was really hard to see after that Man City loss that that we lost in the FA Cup. It was hard to see that, and then we go to Fulham and lose, right? And so it was hard to see. It's just hard to see. It's hard to see when before the World Cup and then after the World Cup we have one win, um, in like the last nine, you mm-hmm. know. And if if we do get some of these players back that are like. You sent me a video, and they were talking about our squad depth, and they were talking about financial fair play and, and all this stuff. Yeah. And I just had a laugh because they were showing our squad depth, and they were like, Chelsea's got a pretty big squad, and they didn't say anything about our injury list. And so on the squad depth chart, they just kind of show all the positions and all the players that could be in those positions. And so they included all the injured players on there. And literally our right-back situation that they put on the graphic was Reese James and Aspilicueta. And I was like, oh my God, you, this was a pretty good video until you guys totally botched the fact that like half those players that are on that uh, graphic are out <laughs> for, for considerable amounts of time. But like, those are the things like we kind of need people to start coming back. We kind of need Reese to come back. Uh, Chilwell, I'm not, I'm not as interested in Chilwell, uh, to be fair. I mean, like, I, I would just hope he, he was looking rusty when he came back anyway, before he went out with another injury. I just expect him to go down and to be rusty for the rest of the season anyway. Um, but, but people like James, we need back. We need back in the squad. Um, like we're, we're hurting there. Like the, the amount of times that we win with him is, is just incredible. So it is exciting. I like. I think that we're just at a point. Like maybe we can see a light at the end of the injury tunnel. Like we would hope. Um, we have. I mean, Havertz has scored recently. <laughs> I mean, like he's doing pretty good. Uh, like uh, I mean, Ziyech actually made some assists. Uh, there are some people that are really high on Ziyech. I I haven't felt like he's really deserved that this season. Um, but I mean, maybe he he has been played inconsistently. And lately he's been getting in because of the injuries. So maybe he just is taking him a little while to come up to form and he had a good game. Um, so it's like we need people or we need players like that to come in and do what they need to do. Um, like show what they are capable of because Ziyech has had really good seasons in the past. And so um, I'd like for this team to really start clicking. Um, I think that they can, but they have not proved it yet. 
And that's the part that really sucks is we always just have to like, oh, here's your potential. Go, go out there and go get them, guys. And they never live to, to the potential. For some reason, even though this game was kind of boring and we did put ourselves in some bad positions at certain times, it's just nice to see out a win. And it's mm-hmm. nice to know that they are capable of it. Um, can they do that through March? And this is going to be the biggest test of us this season is we've got a lot of games that should be winnable on paper. Um, can hmm. we, can we get some really good wins out of this, this string of games that we have coming because we're not playing city and Arsenal and United and Newcastle through the first half of March right now. We're playing Tottenham and we're playing pool. Like can't and then we're playing a bunch of other teams that should be winnable. Like our our latter half of the season is gonna suck. Our latter quarter of the season is gonna suck <laughs> in terms of the quality of the games that we're playing. Like can we put the run together now to put us in position to four to drop some points then? Um, and I think that's where we're at. I will. I'm like you. I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm willing to believe it a little more than I, we were a couple weeks ago. <laughs> we were talking about that city game. We were talking about that Fulham game. So I'm, I'm with you. I, I just, I've set my hopes really high on this Liverpool game. <laughs> That's going to be a really bad 10 seconds when we lose. Yeah. I really, I really hope you're right about this, this game. Um, really do. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's just like, I guess the uncertainty around this team is where it's been the big thing, but I do, I text you this other day. So I'm going to say this on podcast and that so you know everybody releases their player reviews you know when we sign Mudrick or whatever and you know they're oh this he's good at this he's good at that well look here's my initial reaction to the Mudrick sign I texted to you the other day Mm -hmm. I think the kid's an asshole (laughs) but he's like the good kind of asshole that you want on your team like he's like the Diego Costa asshole type yeah yeah so he is going to be our new asshole enforcer on the pitch, is my prediction for Mudrick. Yeah. Never seen the kid play a day in my life. Never watched a highlight video. That's just the vibes I get off the guy. Yeah. The guy comes off as a douchebag, but damn it, he's our douchebag. And right. I love the guy already. <laughs> so yeah. I don't think he cares about Todd Bullock. I don't think he cares about anything. He just wants to get out there and ball. Ball is life for this kid. And he's yeah. going to get out there, and he's going to bully some people off the pitch. You know what? Tiago Silva is going to be out the club in a couple of years, and we're all going to cry. But you know that the new person is is going to be the first one to push some Arsenal little punk down off the ball. It's going to be Mudrick. Mudrick's going to be the first <laughs> one in all the fights. Mudrick's going to be leading our front line. I have high hopes for this kid. I'm putting yeah. I'm putting asshole douchebag vibes onto him. That he is he is our new. Diego Costa enforcer type guy. The guy that every team hates and they're like, we hate this guy. He's such a douchebag. Yeah, like, yeah he is, but he's ours. He's yeah. our asshole. He's <laughs> our douchebag. You can't have him because we have him for eight and a half years. <laughs> Dude, I freaking love that. I hope that he is. I hope he's every bit as asshole as you say he is. We need fire. We need energy in the team. Yeah. Um, that's what uh, Yao Felix had a couple games yes. ago before he was an idiot. And then um, uh, we need somebody like that. I do miss the Costas. I do miss like Eden Hazard wasn't an asshole, but I do miss like people being able to just stay up through a challenge and try to make mm-hmm. something happen. We have way too many players that fall down on the pitch uh, as yep. soon as they get a whiff that like Gallagher totally should have got a yellow card for simulation in this oh, game. Oh gosh, yes. Like that, like just stay up, like please stay up and just try to make something happen instead of trying to feign like uh, some sort of uh, foul so the ref will be like give you something. Like I just would rather you play. So I hope you're right. I hope I hope Mudrick comes in and just assholes it up. And I ho- I can't wait for Yao Felix to come back. And I hope he's as every bit as energetic as he was before he was stupid. And then. <laughs> Like, uh, Batty Ashil, like, it's nice to have somebody. Like, if he keeps playing the way he's playing, does yeah. Koulibaly come back in? No. Nope. Like, I, I hope uh, that he can just – and he's got 
it's nice to have a center back back there that has some height to him. Yes. Um, like it's just thing things that we've needed, and it's like little things that we've needed, and it's it's always like we talk about it. We talk about the little things with the fundamentals. We talk about the little things with the energy. Like we talk about the little things with the fire. Like can you get some of these younger guys in there? And like to your point, we we gotta have people like Silva's, and we gotta have two. I mean, we gotta have people like Aspie who are good now still, oh. but like Silva, yeah. like, but you, but you gotta just stick with your Silva example. That's yeah, yeah, a yeah. great example. Just but, but the thing is though, like Aspie's won it all with the club. He's been in that locker room for a long mm-hmm. time. I, if he was better then yeah, it would be a better example. I'd right. probably get that. But, sure. but you know, we need some experience um, in the club. Like hopefully, we're not going so, 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 so young, but then it's exciting when they grow into their roles for a few years. And then they have that experience, like as a group, um, can we get some stability into this club and also add some dash of asshole and some dash of energy and some dash of fire? Because we have lacked that we have Mm -hmm. lacked just like being willing to go out there and lay it on the line. We just don't have a group of players that are willing to do that. So it is nice to see some interjection of, like young talent that wants to be there. It seems like, like, I don't know why Mudrick came to us. Like, you know what I mean? Like, although Arsenal apparently said he had to win the Ballon d'Or for him to get some, (laughs) for him to get some of the uh, bonuses. Uh, So maybe that's part of the reason why, (laughs) Uh, but like Arsenal's on the brink of winning the premier league and is going to actually be paying uh, champions league uh, football next year. And we don't look like we will. Uh, win anything this year so um for mudrick mudrick's literally going to get like two games in the champions league and that's going to be it for the season so i, don't know. I think i think we make it past dortmund okay i think, we, I at, think least at least two games at least two like yeah. could only be at most two games but yeah right. i hope you're right but we we're still chelsea we still find ways <laughs> to True. screw everything up but but like that says a lot i think that says a lot about what how what, what are we is. Yeah, what the plan is? What are we negotiating behind the scenes? Because, um, uh, what's their names? Uh, who do we buy Mudrick from? I went for a blank. Shak- Shakhtar yeah. Donetsk. Shakhtar, yeah. So, because they said that, um, the way that we approached everything, the way that we talked to them about Mudrick, and the way that we talked to them about our plans for him, that's why they even that's why they considered us over Arsenal outside mm-hmm. the bonus situation. It rumored. So it is, it is just exciting. Like maybe, maybe we're finally getting it together in the back, back room. <laughs> you would hope maybe, maybe, I mean, I think somebody like Mudrick coming to us is a good sign, but also super young, a little unproven, a yeah. lot of money, big contract, long contract, long contract. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of what ifs, but maybe potentially we can start thinking about like a good future or winning competitive future with some of the stuff that you were talking about. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like, there's, a, there's so many what is for these young kids when you sign them to these long contracts, because th- the risk to me is greater than the reward of signing them mm-hmm. to me. I, yeah. Like it, it's two sides to the coin though. Also, because you have to look at it as like, okay, if he sucks, we're out a ton of money. But <laughs> right. if he's good, we probably you know, we're not going to necessarily make back our money. We'll make back a pretty good bit of it, you know. We'll make some of it back, but we're spreading it out because of the payments and to coincide with financial fair play because of the way it's done and everything like that. And I get that. So from a perspective of let's not get banned from the Champions League, right, right, great deal from the perspective of this could also be a huge bust and there's a lot of whys in this, eh. And the fact that we're doing this with all these young guys, yeah, it it's scary because if they end up sucking or injury prone, like or you injured, know, yeah, or that some, I mean, weird things can happen. Like, yeah. I don't have an issue with signing Reese James to as long as contract as Reese James wants to sign with because Reese James has proven that when he's healthy, he's the best right back in the world. Right, Mudrick hasn't proved that. Fafana hasn't proved that. Like. All of these things haven't, like these younger P players that we're signing, the other Fofana, both Fofana, I guess I can say now, mm-hmm. you know, 
no, none of these guys have proved anything. So it's like we are taking a big risk with these guys. It makes me a little nervous, but you've got to take risks in life. So why the yeah. hell not? I don't, it's not my money. It just seems Whatever. like a weird way to rebuild the team. It does. Um, it, but it, it, what can we and do I mean, about it? Especially when like so many of our signings last summer, and nobody will ever convince me that all those were two cool signings. You, you just Sterling, yeah. I will give you. Aubameyang, I will give you. Outside of those two, Tuchel wanted a lot of different players. So, yeah. he ended up with a cool volley. Don't think he really wanted a cool volley. So, right. it's like, we're already talking about letting cool the volley go next summer. So, it's like, we're, I mean, that's it. we're not making our yeah. money back. Thank goodness, though, he's one of the highest paid players. That, that was the thing that baffled me about that interview was when they talked about the wage structure. And yes. needing to, like, they, they've talked about that recently, like, think Bowley has and coming out like you know wanting to keep player salaries down i'm like what you <laughs> and we're paying cool Bali, what is it like 300k a week and the dude's like 31 years old what yeah are you, what are you doing like sterling yeah, is a little more understandable mm-hmm. but still shouldn't be getting paid that much right i mean it's like you the wage bills all over the place right now with these new so fauna's getting paid way too much money for a 20, 21 year old, however old he is, center back injury this prone. Coming off, this coming off an injury, right? So it's like, what are we doing? I don't know, but I'm the fact that they spent ten hours with Shaq Tardinesque explaining the plan. I really wish, like, understand. Like, look, we're fans. We're not privy to all the information, but it. Like, I really feel like they should send something out to the fans and say, "Hey, here's what we're doing." Here's our plan going forward as a club. Look, you ain't got to take 10 hours to explain it. Give me two pages of bullet points. I'd be happy with that. Just give me some idea and direction of where you're going with this club so I can know what I'm getting behind. Because right now, I'm behind a blind guy that's trying to freaking cross a river full of crocodiles. And (laughs) that's what I see in front of me right now. It's a river crocodiles and Todd Bowley is a blind-ass son of a bitch. Leading me across the river, and I don't. I'm about to die. That's how I feel right now as a Chelsea fan. But give me some bullet points. Start building a bridge across the river, and give Todd Bowley a nice guide dog. Yeah. <laughs> I freaking love that analogy. When you said you're uh, behind a blind guy crossing, I thought you were gonna say the ball to other blind guys, and. <laughs> Nobody knows how to play football. Yeah. I mean, that's an analogy as well. You know, that's not as good. It's not nearly as good. <laughs> I, no, man, I think you're co- completely right. Like, I wish that we knew more. Like, everything is rumor and conjecture at this point. I, mm-hmm. I, I do wish that um, there was just a little bit uh, more insight outside of having to listen to the higher ups at Shakhtar say, oh, yeah, their, their plan's really good. Yeah. Like I, I think we see glimmers of it. We get to glean things from interviews. Um, but at the end of the day, there's nothing official that's come out that was like, hey, this is kind of what we're doing. I mean, and granted, if they did do that, it would probably get ripped to shreds by the end yeah. of that. Um, but it would be nice not to uh like, cause I don't like crocodiles. I don't so it either. would be nice to have like a plan to get across them. Yeah, freaking crocodiles eat your ass. I don't want to deal with crocodiles. <laughs> Hit that little death roll spin thing on you. Right. Uh-huh. I ain't about that game. Sounds horrible. Yeah, it does. So, no, I'm with you. I, I wish that we did have a little bit more clarity. We only know so much, but at least, like, there, sometimes I feel really encouraged by this board, and then sometimes they do things that I have no idea yeah. what they're doing. And, um, and at least that getting Mudrick here um, seemed, in a lot of ways, a, a positive move. Um, let's hope the player is worth what we paid. Yeah. Um. So I did want to get your thought about this. I wrote this down in the middle of the podcast. I thought about it, um, and I wanted to get your opinion on this. All right. So the the big hot rumor, and, and the weird thing to me is this. Like I don't know if you've been on Twitter a lot lately or Reddit, but mm-hmm. there's people that are starting to predict our lineup for like next year. Like okay. In, like, you know, in Cuckoo up top. And every one of them includes Joel Felix in the lineup. And I'm like, guys, 
we're not signing Joel Felix. Like, this is like just this far-fetched right. idea. We're not signing him. It's a loan deal. There's no buy-on clause. Well, today, freaking Atletico Madrid went out and signed Memphis to pay, to pie, whatever you want to say his name. Oh. To like, for like a three-year contract or something like that. And then, and wow. like literally like 15 to 20 minutes after that happens, Joel Felix changes his Instagram picture and his bio to Chelsea. Okay. Okay. So here's my thing, Jason. You can only have you can only have one, okay? You can only yeah. have one. You've got to make a decision. I've got a gun to your head. No, 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 no. Todd Bowley's about to throw you in the river full of crocodiles. But you, <laughs> so you've got to make a decision on this. Okay. Felix or Mount. Oh man, that okay. This decision's happening now. Can I watch like five more games? With yes. Yale okay. Felix? Fair point. We will come back. But I mean, like you think about it, Mount won't sign his new contract. Yeah, yeah. And Felix, what he did in that first game literally yeah. is more than Mount's done all year. I, <laughs> and he even you, played the whole game. <laughs> yeah. If you put the gun to my head now, I would. I would rather like risk versus reward, right? Yeah, I'd rather take Felix. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, the same genuinely. way. Yeah, and we've seen him play what 68 minutes of Premier League yep. football, <laughs> and he was better than anything Mount. So, and I think if you literally pulled the entire Chelsea fan base at this point in time, at this moment yeah. in the season, I would venture to say 90 percent take yeah. Felix. I just Mount has, like a lot of people haven't been high on Mount anyway. Yeah. Like Mount was our highest goal scorer last season. Like I don't. But what do you have? Like, like eight goals. He had ten. Ten. Okay. Like I, I'm pretty sure he had ten. But but what? Just what does Mount bring to the team though? Yeah. Like he do, he doesn't bring that much to the team, in terms of energy, in terms of creation, in terms of even. I mean, ten for the goal goal scoring is not great. Like in general, not across um, all competitions. Like yeah, ten yeah. in the Premier League for him, yeah. I think would be acceptable. Across I'm gonna look and see what he did last season. Yeah, I don't think it is. But like somebody like Yao Felix, who, yeah, we've seen him play once. He got he got studs up, to, uh, like a definite red card. Um, yeah, but it's just like you, you said in the podcast though. I remember when we recorded that episode. You're like. This guy has been with the team for less than, or for like a little over 24 hours and already looks uh-huh. like our best player on the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, the things I that know. he was doing, I, I genuinely think before he went out, he went out like two thirds in the game or whatever. Yeah. He made every player better. Like his, yeah. his position on the field, his ability to pass the ball, like the runs that he was making, other players were like, Oh crap! I can I can do this too. Like they don't think about that with Mount. They're just like Mount. Stop fixing your hair. Like we yeah. gotta get we gotta get on with the game. I, I just love that people are like, people who get really mad at Mount are just like all he does is stand around and fix his hair. <laughs> he does fix his hair a lot, but I also yeah. like br- brush what little hair I have uh, left as well. So I, yeah. I I said that jokingly, but but like he does not offer a creative outlet. He in the way that Yao Felix did in 60 minutes of football for our Well, I mean, and I think, like, we've gotten enough sample size of Mount over the last three yeah. years. Yeah, the the exactly. one thing that we've been begging for over the last three years is we need a creative midfielder. We need somebody that can create in the midfield for us. We need that Cesc Fabregas. We need somebody like that in the midfield that can hit those yes. pinpoint passes, that can make the runs, you know, that can do those things. And we yeah. haven't had that. And we thought, well, maybe Mount can be that person. No, maybe Pulisic can be that person. No, maybe Sterling can be that person. Nope. You know, we, we've had all these people. Maybe Havers can be that guy. Nope. Like, we, we've had all these people come through and nobody has been able to be that person. Well, right. in two-thirds of the match that Joel Felix played, he was that person that every jealousy fan has been clamoring for that we need. And right. it's like you said, he made every stinking person around him better. And for that, like, like you said, like it, if it's a decision now, yeah, we should probably logically speaking, Jason, you're right. We should review this question later in the season. <laughs> <laughs> but 
<laughs> I mean, like, Mount doesn't make players around him better. He disappears for large chunks of the game. You're right. His energy level is not as high as Felix. And maybe, maybe it's because it was Felix's first match. He just wanted to impress. Maybe it's because he's been freaking playing in uh, whatever his freaking name is that I can't think of Atletico Madrid's defensive system for so long. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he's like, oh, I can play in an attacking system now. I'm not sitting back like playing defense all the time. So it's like, okay, finally we have that. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, we're going to have to sell somebody big, I think, in order to afford him, like a Mason Mount. It's, and then that's the reason, they're because they place midfield, they place some more position. So Mount's yeah. being a butthead over his contract, sell him in the summer. If yeah. you won't sign a new contract and take reasonable wages, already have a deal for uh, Felix in place and sell Mount and get Felix. I'm yeah. fine with that. I love, I've always liked Joel Felix. Like, I've always loved the kid. And I thought him going to Athletic Madrid was a disservice to his career. Um, but if Chelsea can get him, yeah. If expensive Mount, that saying a lot, and that would be interesting to me. Them. That would be pretty interesting. I'm I'm looking at their stats now. So Mount, nineteen uh, twenty, had played thirty seven games, seven assists or seven goals, five assists. Twenty 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 one, six goals, five assists. Last season, eleven goals, ten assists. So had a like how improved. many games last season? Thirty two. Thirty two. So so improved. Uh, played most of the games of the season. This season has played 18 games, three goals, two assists. Um, compared to Yao Felix, um, 19-20, played 27 games, six goals, one assist. Him and Mount had similar seasons in 2020-2021 because um, he had seven goals, or Yao Felix had seven goals, five assists. Last season, he played 24 games, eight goals, four assists. So that's actually not too bad. And then this season has had four goals and three assists before coming to us in 14 games. And Mount has had three goals, two assists in 18 games. So, I mean, like, really, though, they're not that far apart in terms of output. Um. So, yeah, I think I'd rather have Felix. I, I don't even know if I need the five games. Like, just looking at what Mount has done and what he's doing, and the drop-off from last season. Like, he had a pretty good season last season. He's not going to hit those numbers again this season. He'll probably hit the numbers that he did last season. Like, can Felix come into this team and be successful? Um, he was looking pretty dang good um, mm-hmm. last last game before the red card. So, I think, I think I'd rather just re-roll the dice. Yep. At that point. And, yeah, but and I mean... A, I think Sorry, you also have to take into context that no, oh, I was gonna say like you have to take in context when you're comparing their stats. This is why stats can also be so deceiving and I don't necessarily always like looking at stats. Mm-hmm. They're they're a good indicator, but at the same time, Joel Felix has played a much more defensive counterattack right. uh style of football. Now yeah. Grant Atletico plays that style very well. Like they're good at what they do. Yeah. But he hasn't been able to be that cre- as creative is what he would be like, especially in a Potter. So I'd say Potter more so than Tuchel, um, even like system, like he would be able to have that freedom and be creative. Um, cause I mean, yeah. we've, we saw what Potter's done with Mount this year. So I'm going to let him just be more free rolling in that midfield, which I would love to see Felix do that for an entire game mm-hmm. and just see what he does. So I'm excited for Felix to come back. I am too. It is really sucks that his first game literally going to get a freaking red card. So, so stupid. So stupid. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping, like, look, I don't know whether we win or lose this weekend. I just hope Mudrick gets some playing time. Let's get yes. him in there. Um, Batty Shield comes back in. Yeah, I, I, I would hope him and Silva start again. I, so, I'm assuming Reese is not going to start or show well. They're just back in training. Mm-hmm. Your back line should be the same thing. You shouldn't switch anything up back there. Yeah. I mean, well, I would prefer Kukurea didn't play, but we don't have another choice. Yeah. 
Chalaba is back into making some mistakes every now and then. Yeah, he's better, but I would rather him at right back than David. Of right course, back. Yes. so that's sort of the it's the lesser of two evils. Yes, and so I Silva and what, what's his name? Ba- I can't pronounce it. Batty Shill. Batty Shill. Yeah, whatever. That's how I say it. I'm gonna call him New Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. New Batman. He's new a, Batman. He's like he's New Batman. Um, um so, so look, Chuck didn't have a great game last game. Do you put him back? Yep. Yeah. I keep I keep playing Chuck. I, I don't think I, I I don't think he will. I think he pulls Chuck. I think he'll probably start. I don't know, Sterling well Sterling's out. Yeah. So I mean I mean who's he who are we playing in the midfield? Or do we replace I, Cova and Jorginho and I probably because and or Chuck. I don't know RLC is back. He's in is training. He? He's not back back though. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I don't even RLC is. I mean, he's not Z Man's out, so yeah. he's done. So you have to start Jorginho and Coba in the midfield. Yeah, I guess you probably he'll probably start Mount in the midfield since we don't have Felix. Yeah, and then he'll start. I maybe Mutrik gets the start. I don't. I mean, yeah. who else do we have to play on the left? Pulisic's hurt. Sterling's hurt. Yeah, I mean, I mean Gallagher might get in there. Zachariah's hurt now. Uh, yeah, um, I prefer Gallagher not play. I mean, yeah, we just Ziyech. It's crazy. I mean, Havertz, Mudrik up top. Some combination of that. Yeah, yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah, I don't know when. David Vafana gets in. I don't. I don't I mean, understand. We're, we're not that, high on Obama Yang. Obama Yang's kind of like a sub. Rumor is he might be leaving. So in January. Who Obama Yang? Yep. I think oh, wow. Obama Yang's. Oh, he's one of those players you just cut him. Like Deadwood cut. Just get yeah. rid of him. Yeah, yeah. Just didn't I work out. Yeah, it didn't work out. And he was a Tuchel guy. Understand mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Tuchel probably knew how to unlock. Lock him a little better, but mm-hmm. get him out. Just cut him from the club. Well, Tuchel would have... Yeah, you're right. Because Tuchel would have just... If he was a Tuchel guy, then Tuchel would have just you like built some things around mm-hmm. his style of play. Right. And Potter just doesn't seem keen on using them. And I'm fine with that. I mean, I never rated Aubameyang either. I didn't... Neither one of us liked that signing. I, yeah. He was old, washed up. So, I'm all for Potter not playing. I'd rather Potter play Fofana yeah, at this yeah. point. Well, and we got we got another guy, Andre Santos. He's from Brazil, but he's 18 and like hasn't played at a high level at all. I mean, he doesn't yeah. like. There's no way he gets in. Um, RLC, according to Fotmob, is off the injured list at the moment. So, see, I would like. Uh, oh, I forgot about Hall. I guess Hall could definitely play left yeah. back instead of Kukurea. Yeah, yeah. Although Hall got cooked a little bit, he did not have. He is no Chilwell. I will say that much. He cannot shoot yeah. as good as Chilwell. Um, he's missed a couple big chances at, on goal, and he got yeah. cooked a couple times last game. But he recovered and had a better second half. Which yeah, hey, look, if you can be resilient and have a better second half, I'm all for that. So I don't know. Um, what's your uh, so what's your final prediction, Jason, for this weekend? <laughs> Dude, I knew you're gonna ask me this. Uh, I. <laughs> This is gonna be so stupid. I I'm willing to be really wrong though. Risk versus reward. Um, I want to say my my heart wants to say three zero us, but I'm gonna be a little more just an eensy teensy bit more practical and say, uh, the game ends one three. So three one us. Okay, I'm going. The exact opposite of that, three one yeah. Liverpool. My my, yeah, my, yeah. my prediction was going to be like, whatever Jason says, I'm just going to flip it around to Liverpool's <laughs> <gonna> score. So, <laughs> that was my thought process. I love so, that so much. <laughs> yep. So Liverpool will win three one, but then we will rebound after the Liverpool loss, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we will go on a run. Is my prediction. I just so, want to win this one so bad. I, know, I said I, know. I wasn't going to predict another win until we won. And we I like am pretty high on this game. I'm so looking forward to it. I'm probably gonna wrap up too much of my emotion into it. 
Um, I might have to, if we lose, I'm just going to go to the movies and <laughs> drown it out with like Avatar or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, you might kill yourself after that. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just go sit somewhere for three hours and watch like yeah. a no nonsense or like just a no nothing uh, story about <laughs> another planet. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Final score, one three. We win. All right, I'm going three one, and I, I pray that I'm wrong, and I really. I want to shout Jason out for his positivity in this match. This man has been positive for like a month about this man. This isn't like he just got positive. Like he has been screaming for like a month now on this podcast that he is a gut feeling, and I'm a big believer in gut feelings. And yeah, he's had a gut feeling for the past month that Chelsea will win this match. So you know, you know what? In solidarity with your gut feeling and being it's a new year and I'm oh, going to no. be positive, I'm I'm going with you. I'm riding with Jason. 3-1 Chelsea win. Yes! <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> I'm riding with you, man. I'm riding with your gut. Yes. I, dude, if we win this, the celebration's on. We've got to like do something to celebrate it. It's going to be hey. the biggest win of the season if we win 3-1 against Poole. Hey, look, this is it's it's a new we're yes. halfway point of the season. We're turning things around here. We yeah. got Mudrick in here. I'm I don't know why. I've literally never seen this kid play. I swear. Yeah. I haven't even watched a highlight clip of him. I don't even know if he's good or not. I know the kid's got a neck <laughs> tattoo. Yeah. That's pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, he's got like this nineties boy band haircut too. Yes. That's like yeah. Shaved on the sides, but then it's like this, like slicked back, like mm-hmm. almost like mop of hair hey. at the top with like blonde ish highlights. Yeah, it's they're not uh, highlights, but like there's something going on up there. He he is all about it. He's got He's, his he swag. looks the part. He does. Yeah. Um, like he reminds me of the guy on oh, what's that stupid movie with uh, Jennifer Aniston on it, where the guy. Uh, they're, they're traveling the RV and the guy's got the tattoo on his chest that says, like, no regrets, but it's spelled wrong. Oh, my God. I have no idea what that is. I can't even. <laughs> yeah. That, he reminds me of that golf that, that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to find so, this now. So, he's just going to be like, uh, he's just, I don't know. I just got this good fi- gut feeling about Mudrick that he is going to be, I don't want to say our new Ed Hazard because nobody will ever be that. But, yeah, he's going to be a great player for us. Is it where the Millers? Yep, that's it. Yep. Okay, that's yep. hilarious. That guy here. That guy for some reason. I hope that you are as right about Mudrick as I am about the Liverpool game. Yes. Hey, look, look, guys, we're turning over a new leaf this year. We're we're positive vibes, you know, on yeah. this podcast. We're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put our nose, you know, whatever whatever happens this season happens. We yeah. both don't think we're getting relegated. And other than that, we really don't care where we finish. If we finish yeah. in fourth, we didn't see that coming. If we finish in 10, <laughs> that's what we were expecting. Yeah. Hey, I like, I'm so happy right now that we're predicting the same thing. I, you know, I don't even care about the money anymore. Go spend whatever you want, get whatever players you want, and then we'll just be happy. Let's just be yeah. super happy. Let's be super happy until we sign somebody that I'm like, that was a dumb signing. And yeah. <laughs> like, well, that was a waste of money. So, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, Jason, tell these people where they can find us. Hey, we're on Twitter at the ball and foot. Uh, go on there, log in, hit the follow button. Uh, enjoy life. Yeah. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, this is the official uh, Riding with Mutrick is an Asshole podcast. Yes. And uh, Up the Blaze this weekend. he's our asshole. That's right. He's our asshole. <laughs> he is our asshole. Damn it. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're uh, 3-1 prediction. Uh, we're riding with Jason's gut this weekend that yes. uh, Chelsea will beat Liverpool. Um, who knows? Look, you predicted three goals. Mutrick hat trick. Why yes. not? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my! I would like. I'm gonna pee my pants if that happens. I'm done. I'm going streaking through my neighborhood. If Mudrick scores a hat trick yes. and we beat Pool three one, streaking down the street at eight o'clock in the morning. I love it. My wife's gonna be like, "Why is the couch wet?" <laughs> I'll be like, "Mudrick scored a hat trick. 
Your wife's like, uh, Jason, I had to go pick up my husband from jail. Yeah. <laughs> for streaking <laughs> through the quad and into the gymnasium. Yep. <laughs> You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> That's what we're going to start saying about Modric. I mean, Mudrick. Yeah. We're going to... I said Modric. We're going to... Mudrick, he's going to be... Let's just call him Blue from blue. now on. Mudrick is Blue from now on. My <laughs> boy, Blue. <laughs> I mean, we got nicknames for everybody else. Mudrick yeah, yeah. is now Blue. <laughs> Might as well be Blue, and he makes me pee my pants. i'm so excited for saturday now golly um yeah i'm so excited to wake up at 6 30 in the morning and watch chelsea whoop liverpool's ass 3-1 um shout out uh to our friend uh from uh, high school that i haven't seen in a couple years jason sees more than i see uh daniel thomas yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, what Oops, I said your last name. I'm going to go bleep that out. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm leaving that in the podcast. And I hope you yeah, listen yeah. to this. You Liverpool scum for the weekend. I yeah. don't like you for the weekend. Yeah, yeah. So, but only for the weekend. Yeah, only for the weekend. I like you other than that. But, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I will say that I did talk to him recently, and he thinks that we will uh, be putting on the shellacking. Really? So, so even from Liverpool fans or the one that we know, um, he thinks that it's going to be a bloodbath as well. Hey, okay. I but mean, the, like, that seems to be the consensus that, that somebody's getting their ass whipped on Saturday. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's it's a weird place to be in for either team to think this because I would say mm-hmm. a lot of our, I, I would say everybody probably admits that it could go either way. Oh yeah. Like nobody sees this being the funny thing is that nobody sees this being a good match. Somebody's yeah, just yeah. somebody's blowing <laughs> another team out. It's not going to be back and forth. Not one team scoring a lot of goals, right. other ones not scoring. Yes, I I have so much confidence in this game. I am like so high on hope right now. Yeah. Um. Fly high into the weekend. Our uh, yeah. Our podcast listener and friends. Uh, enjoy it. Enjoy the victory on Saturday. Um. Yeah. Um, until then, until we meet y'all again on the other side of a 3-1 win against Liverpool, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Our asshole is better than your asshole. Flippity-floppity. Flippity-floppity.